Blog Talk Radio. Spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com A gospel journey. Trouble sometimes are here, filling in hearts with fear. Freedom we all hold dear, never let stay. Humble your heart to God, saves from the casting rod. Seek the way pilgrims try, Christian the way. stand on the brink of a new year, I invite you to pause and ponder a profound truth. The power to shape this year 
lies not in the hands of chance, but in the fervent prayers we lift to heaven. If you believe that God can make a difference in your life today, let us stand together in faith. I will pray a powerful prayer with you in the mighty name of Jesus. So watch until the end and open your hearts to receive the blessings of this prayer. Today, we embrace the transformative power of prayer in manifesting a year filled with blessings, breakthroughs, and divine favor. Friends, as we stand at the threshold of a new year, let's remember an enduring truth. Every great journey begins with a single step, and our journey through this year starts with prayer. Let's turn our hearts to the infinite wisdom of God's Word, drawing inspiration from Psalm 40, which vividly reminds us of the Lord's faithfulness in hearing our cries and lifting us out of despair. Picture David, the author of Psalm 40, waiting patiently for the Lord. He cries out from the depths, and God in his boundless mercy not only hears but acts, setting David's feet upon a rock, making his steps secure. This imagery isn't just for David. It's for us, too, as we seek a good year ahead. It's a promise that when we call out, God listens, and He acts. In this new year, let's remember that prayer isn't just about asking. It's about aligning our hearts with God's heart. When we pray, we are not just sending wishes into the void. We are engaging in a profound conversation with our Creator. Prayer is the bridge that connects our earthly concerns with God's heavenly power. Consider the words of Jeremiah 29, verse 11, where the Lord declares, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. These aren't empty words. They are a divine assurance that God has a plan for each of us. As we pray for a good year, we are tapping into that divine blueprint seeking guidance on how to align our steps with His grand plan. Our prayers for a good year should also be a reflection of our gratitude. We should approach God with thankfulness in our hearts, acknowledging the blessings of the past year, even amidst trials. Remember 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18, which instructs us to give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. Gratitude opens our hearts to God's new blessings. As we pray for a good year, let's also pray for wisdom. James 1 verse 5 tells us that if any of us lacks wisdom, we should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. This wisdom is crucial as we navigate the challenges and opportunities that the new year brings. In praying for a good year, let's not forget to pray for others. Galatians 6 verse 2 teaches us to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. 
When we intercede for others, our own hearts grow in, in compassion and empathy, qualities that are essential for a fulfilling year. Let's also commit to being agents of peace and love in the new year. In Matthew 5, verses 9, Jesus calls the peacemakers blessed, for they will be called children of God. Let us aim to be instruments of His peace in a world that desperately needs it. Remember, our prayers for a good year are not just for material blessings, but for spiritual growth and strength. Ephesians 3, verse 16 prays that God may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being. Let's seek this inner strength to face whatever the year may bring. Finally, let us pray with faith, believing that God hears us. Mark 11, verse 24 says, Therefore I tell you whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. As we pray for a good year, let's do so with confidence, trusting in God's unfailing love and power. As we embark on this new year, let these prayers be our guide and our comfort. Let's step forward in faith, knowing that the God who heard and delivered David is the same God who walks with us today. Let's pray with hope, with gratitude, and with a heart open to God's will. Let this year be a testament to the power of prayer in shaping our lives and the world around us. Now, to all those within the sound of my voice, let us go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to pray this prayer with me so that you can have all the blessings of this prayer. You may also listen to this prayer daily as you build your faith and come in agreement. Let us pray to our gracious and loving God. Heavenly Father, the Alpha and the Omega, I come before you with a heart full of thanksgiving and praise. You are the Creator of all things, the King of kings and Lord of lords. Your power and glory fill the heavens and the earth. In this moment of prayer, I thank you for your endless love, for the breath of life, and for the countless blessings you have given to me. Lord, I acknowledge your faithfulness and thank you for your unwavering presence in my life. I am grateful for all the times you have guided me, lifted me, and provided for my needs. Thank you for all you have done for me in the past year and for all that you are about to do. Thank you for the peace you bring to my heart and the joy that comes from knowing you. Thank you. Lord, I ask for your forgiveness for my sins and shortcomings. I also extend forgiveness to those who have trespassed against me, releasing any bitterness or resentment in my heart. Yeah. Lord, as I embark on the journey of this year, I seek your divine guidance and wisdom. Enlighten my path, Lord, and grant me the discernment to make choices that honor you. Help me to recognize your voice amid the noise of the world and to follow your lead with confidence and trust. Yeah. As I face decisions and challenges, guide my thoughts and actions. I pray for health and strength 
for myself and my loved ones. Lord, be our shield and buckler, protecting us from illness and harm. Cover us in our comings and goings, and lead us away from temptation. Let your healing anointing flow through our bodies, minds, and spirits, for by the stripes of Jesus we are healed. In the powerful name of Jesus, I declare health and vitality over my life, and I rebuke every form of sickness, disease, pain, and discomfort, trusting in your healing power. Gracious Father, I ask for your provision and prosperity. Open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings that there will not be room enough to receive it. Lord, provide for my needs according to your riches in glory and grant success to the work of my hands. I declare in the name of Jesus that this day and this year will be marked by your favor and abundance in my life. I rebuke lack and scarcity, trusting in your promise to supply all my needs. Lord, in your mighty name, I pray for breakthroughs in every area of my life, trusting in your power to open doors no one can shut and to make a way where there seems to be no way. In a world that can often feel chaotic and stressful, I seek your peace and joy, Lord. Fill my heart with a peace that surpasses understanding and a joy that is unspeakable. In every situation, help me to rest in your sovereignty and trust in your good plans for my life. I declare peace over my mind and joy in my heart, knowing that these gifts come from you. I pray for love and harmony in all my relationships. Guide my interactions and let them be seasoned with grace and kindness. Heal any rifts and misunderstandings and help me to build bridges of forgiveness and understanding. In the name of Jesus, I bind any spirit of discord and release unity and love in my family, friendships, and work relationships. Lord, protect me from all harm and evil. Be my refuge and my fortress, a strong tower I can run to for safety. Deliver me from all powers of darkness, from all destruction, and all the fiery darts of the wicked. Guard me against the attacks of the enemy, and let no evil befall me or my dwelling. Surround me with your angels, and let your presence be a shield around me. Lord, as I open my heart to you, cleanse me and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Awaken my spiritual consciousness and bring me to full spiritual maturity. Father, increase the measure of my faith and help me to bear fruit in keeping with your will and divine purpose. Strengthen me in my inner being through your Holy Spirit and let my life reflect your love and goodness. I declare that this year will be a season of spiritual awakening and growth as I draw closer to you. Use me, Lord, 
as an instrument of your peace and love. Let my words and actions bring hope and encouragement to those around me. I pray that my life will be a testimony of your grace, shining your light in dark places. In the name of Jesus, I bind any spirit of fear and declare boldness, courage, and a sound mind. Lord, as I say this prayer, together with everyone listening, I am grateful for every heart that is humbled before you right now. We come in agreement, knowing that where two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in our midst. We pray for each other, asking that your blessings, healing, and protection be upon us. In unity, we claim victory over the challenges we face. Declare healing for our bodies and minds. And thank you for your constant protection. We declare that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Deliver us, Lord, from all accidents and negative incidents. Through your grace and mercy, we are blessed in our coming in and blessed in our going out. In the name of Jesus, everything is working for us and not against us. We declare that your goodness and mercy shall follow us each day. We are grateful that you may all the good difference in our lives. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forevermore. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering my prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you were blessed by this prayer, type the word Amen in the comment section below. I declare that all the blessings of this prayer are now upon you. In the name of Jesus. Remember, you can help us to reach more persons and spread the gospel. You can do this by sharing the video with a friend or family member and by clicking the like When all foundations have been shaken When I'm left standing in the dark And all I feel is my heart breaking You're still raining, you're still God And when it feels all hope is Oh, boy. 
Whether you are fully aware or not, you have placed something first in your life. Have you ever stopped to consider what occupies that prime spot in your heart and whether or not it truly deserves that honor? Today, I want to urge you to put God first in your life. Let us delve into God's Word to truly understand the profound impact of making Him the center of our lives. I am also going to pray a powerful prayer with you in the mighty name of Jesus. So watch until the end and open your hearts to receive the blessings of this prayer. Now consider this. Every decision, every action, and every thought reflects what we value most. The choices we make daily are a mirror to our soul's deepest desires and priorities. But you know what? We should always ensure that we put God first in all that we do. When we truly place Him at the forefront of our lives, we experience a transformation so profound that our lives will never be the same. Today, 
I want to share with you nine essential truths to keep in mind as we seek to ensure that we put God first in our lives. As we discuss these nine truths, I pray that each one will resonate deeply within you, guiding your path closer to God's heart. Remember, a life centered around God is not just rewarding. It's the very essence of true fulfillment in your life. Number one, understand the ultimate priority. Listen to the words of Jesus in Matthew 6, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. This isn't a mere statement. It's a profound truth. Every day, life presents us with an array of choices. It's like being at a grand buffet with so many dishes to pick from. What do you prioritize? The world offers temporary pleasures, wealth, fame, luxury, and all the material stuff you can think of. But what does God offer? God offers himself, which covers everything. When we prioritize God, we aren't merely adding him to our list. We are placing him at the top. By aligning ourselves with God's purpose, our entire perspective shifts. Life's challenges, rather than appearing as insurmountable obstacles, become lessons. They evolve into opportunities for growth and self-discovery. And you know what's interesting? When we place God first, everything else falls into place. It's like that void we once had. It's filled, that deep emptiness within us. Like there's something missing, it's gone. Because when we place God first, we begin to find fulfillment in His love and purpose. It's one thing for me to tell you, but my friends, experiencing it for yourself is another thing. It's life-changing in a tangible way. Once you place God first and feel that fulfillment personally, no one can sway your conviction, just like no one can persuade me otherwise, because I've felt and seen the power of God at work in my own life and in the lives of others. And that's what makes the Daily Jesus devotional community so unique on this platform. We aren't here for superficial reasons. We are deeply committed to spreading the gospel and transforming lives because we've witnessed God's power firsthand. Our team members have all walked that path. And we invite you daily to join us on this life-changing journey towards a deeper connection with God and to live a victorious life. And here's something else to think about. Remember the story of Noah and the ark? God told Noah to build an enormous boat because a flood was coming. People laughed and thought Noah was silly, but Noah listened to God, put him first, and built the ark. When the flood came, Noah and his family were safe. Just like Noah, when we listen to God and put him first, we're protected and guided. Even when things get tough or confusing, having God as our top priority helps us stay strong, hopeful, and filled with peace. So, let's be like Noah and keep choosing God and putting him first. With God leading the way, our lives are always on the right track. Number two, 
There is the gravity of idolatry. As the book of Exodus warns us in chapter 20, verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. On the surface, this may sound straightforward. Most of us might say, I don't worship idols, so this doesn't apply to me. But let's dig deeper. Idolatry isn't just about bowing to statues. It's about what occupies the throne of our heart. Is it money? Career? Relationships? Social status? Oftentimes, without even realizing it, these things take God's place in our lives. Every time we prioritize our desires, our fears, or the world's approval over God's voice, we place something else in His rightful position. Sometimes it may be unintentional, but that still doesn't change the reality. It's therefore essential to regularly examine our hearts and realign our priorities. By recognizing and dethroning these idols in our lives, we clear a path for God to take His rightful place. Let's think about the story of Jonah for a moment. Most of us are familiar with this story. Jonah tried to run from God's command, prioritizing his own feelings and fears over God's guidance. He ended up in the belly of a big fish. Yet, in that dark place, Jonah found clarity. He prayed and turned his heart back to God. And God, in his endless mercy, gave Jonah another chance. Just like Jonah, we too can find ourselves in tricky situations when we let other things take the place of God in our lives. But the beautiful thing is that God always gives us a way back. If we take a moment, refocus, and push aside the idols that have crept into our lives, we can begin to experience the joy and peace that comes from truly putting God first. Our God is faithful and full of mercy. After all, as Psalm 37 verse 4 reminds us, delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. This Bible verse offers us a promise worth holding on to. Number three, know about the transformative power of divine guidance. Proverbs beautifully echoes this in chapter 3, verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean, not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. This isn't mere advice. It's a life principle. In our journey through life, we often come across crossroads, moments of uncertainty, and periods of darkness. We all do. It's in these moments that our human understanding feels woefully inadequate. But there's a promise awaiting us. We are promised of God's divine guidance. When we fully trust in God and acknowledge Him, He doesn't just enlighten our path. He leads us by the hand. This guidance isn't about merely avoiding pitfalls. It's about being directed towards a life of abundance and purpose. It's about embracing a journey where every turn, every twist, and every pause has divine intent behind it. Reflecting on the story of David and Goliath offers profound insight into divine guidance. As a young shepherd boy, David faced the towering giant, Goliath. By human understanding, David had no chance. He was not a trained soldier, and he did not have the size or strength of Goliath. 
But David wasn't relying on his own understanding. He trusted in the Lord. In the book of 1 Samuel 17, verse 45, with a simple sling and five smooth stones, he confronted the giant, saying, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. With God's guidance, David defeated Goliath and demonstrated that divine guidance and trust in the Lord could overcome even the most insurmountable challenges. This story encourages us to remember that when we trust in God's guidance, when we put God first, we can face our giants, no matter how big they seem. God is always ready to guide us, making our paths straight and leading us to victory. Number four, reordering our priorities is crucial. In Luke 10 verses 41 to 42, we find a lesson on priorities. When Jesus told Martha, 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 you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. He was pointing out the essence of priorities. Life is bustling, filled with tasks, responsibilities, and distractions. In the midst of this, it's easy to forget the most crucial aspect, our spiritual well-being. The dishes will always be there. The laundry will pile up again, and the emails will keep coming. But the moments that we spend at the feet of Jesus, those are irreplaceable. It's a lesson for all of us. While we shouldn't neglect our chores and responsibilities, it's vital to ensure they don't overshadow our relationship with God. By regularly reordering our priorities, we ensure a balanced, fulfilling life where both spiritual and worldly responsibilities are harmoniously balanced. Taking a leaf from the book of Psalms, we are reminded in Psalm 46 verse 10, Be still and know that I am God in our fast-paced world. Stillness is often overlooked, yet it's in these quiet moments that we can genuinely connect with God and hear His voice. Think of the story of Elijah in 1st Kings chapter 19. After witnessing powerful events like fire and earthquake, God's voice came to him, not in the grand spectacles, but in a gentle whisper. This emphasizes the importance of quiet moments, away from the clatter and clamor of daily life. By making time for God in our busy schedules, by being still and listening, we give him the space to speak to our hearts and guide us. This doesn't mean quitting our jobs or abandoning our chores. It means setting aside purposeful moments each day, even if it's just a few minutes to sit in his presence. And as we do, our priorities naturally find their rightful order. With God at the center, number five, the joy of a God-centered life. Psalm 16 verse 11 states, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. How beautiful is that promise. The world offers pleasures. Yes, but they are temporary. They are like bursts of flavor that quickly fade away. God's joy, on the other hand, is eternal. It sustains, strengthens, 
and renews. A God-centered life is similar to dwelling in a perpetual spring. Even in the midst of challenges, there's an underlying current of joy. This joy isn't rooted in circumstances, but in a deep-seated relationship with the Creator. With God at the center, life becomes an exciting journey filled with wonder, adventure, and profound joy. Reflecting on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, we see him proclaiming in Matthew 5, verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. This purity of heart translates to a life free from the entanglements of worldly distractions and temptations. A heart devoted solely to God. Such a heart sees God, not just in grand miracles, but in everyday moments. The smile of a child, the beauty of a sunset, or the kindness of a stranger. A God-centered life brings clarity, like the clear waters of a still pond. Everything becomes a reflection of God's love and goodness. Every experience, good or bad, is an opportunity to draw closer to Him. And in this closeness, in this intimacy with the divine, we find the deepest and most enduring joy. It's a joy that goes beyond mere happiness. It's a joy that resonates in the depths of one's soul, regardless of what's happening around us. Number six, be confident about God's provision and promise. The promise in Philippians 4 verse 19 is a beacon of hope. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. When we prioritize God, it doesn't mean forsaking our needs, desires, or dreams. Rather, it's entrusting them to someone who knows us better than we know ourselves. God's provision isn't about just fulfilling our needs. It's about exceeding them. It's not about giving us what we want, but what we truly need. Imagine a loving father looking at his child. He doesn't just provide for the child's basic needs, but delights in giving gifts, surprises, and blessings. That's how God views us. By placing Him first, we tap into an infinite reservoir of blessings that flow from His throne. Number 7. Know the outcome of a divided heart. James 1 verses 6 to 8 cautions. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Duality is a challenge. Trying to balance between God and the world creates instability, like trying to stand on two boats, drifting in opposite directions. By serving two masters, we become spiritually lukewarm neither here nor there, but by giving God our undivided heart, we find solidity, stability, and purpose. Our choices become clear, our path becomes defined, and our destiny becomes aligned with His perfect will. Number 8. Understand life's true purpose. Have you ever grappled with the whole thought of why you are here? Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13 sums up the essence of our existence, and it says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Amidst the noise of the world, 
it's easy to lose sight of our true purpose. Are we here just to live, earn, spend, and then fade away? Or is there a higher purpose to our lives, a divine calling by honoring God and following His commandments? We align ourselves with this higher purpose. Life, then, isn't just about living. It's about thriving. It's about making a difference, touching lives, and leaving a legacy of faith, hope, and love. Embracing this truth brings clarity to our journey in life and adds meaning to every step we take. So remember, we are here to fear God and keep His commandments. And to do this, we have to put God first. Number nine, know about the unmatched reward. Jesus made a profound promise in Mark 10, verses 29 to 30. And Jesus answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake, and the gospels, but he shall receive an hundredfold now in this time. Houses, and brethren, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. So this isn't a transactional relationship. It's a covenant. When we prioritize God, the rewards aren't just spiritual. They manifest in our everyday lives. We will notice that blessings, favor, open doors, and divine connections become a part of our daily experiences. Above all, the promise of eternal life awaits us. It's an eternity, not just of existence, but of joy, love, and unparalleled communion with God. And does this mean that we won't ever face opposition, discrimination, or persecution because of our faith? No, it doesn't mean that either. Jesus consistently taught that following him might lead to suffering, and this scripture also underscores that message. However, amidst these challenges, when we put God first, we are also assured of victory through Christ, who strengthens and uplifts us in every trial. In other words, the enemy won't have the final say. God does. Let us look again at the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15. After squandering his inheritance and living a life away from his father, the son decides to return home, expecting rebuke. He is instead met with an overwhelming embrace and celebration from his father. This story illustrates God's grace and the unmatched reward awaiting those who return to him. Just like the father who throws a grand celebration for his returned son, God celebrates each of us. The reward is not based on our worthiness, but on his boundless love. Know that every sacrifice made, every challenge faced in the name of faith, is recognized and rewarded by God. And beyond the material and tangible, there lies the profound peace and joy of knowing we are cherished and valued. The rewards God offers aren't just for a moment. They echo into eternity, shaping our existence beyond this life. Now, in Revelation 3, verse 20, God extends an open invitation, saying, Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. 
If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person, and they with me. This isn't about a distant god up in the heavens. It's about a loving father at our doorstep, waiting to be invited in. It's up to us to make that choice, to open our hearts and let him reign supreme in our lives. Consider this. The beauty of the gospel lies in its power to transform. When we embrace these truths and place God at the pinnacle of our priorities, our lives experience a profound transformation. So if you believe that you have placed God first in your life and there is no positive transformation, you need to do some introspection and ask for God's guidance and always remember to be patient and trust God's timing. By making God our utmost priority, we move from merely going through the motions to living with purpose and intent. And those challenges we encounter, they evolve into opportunities for growth. As for the blessings, expect them to manifest as daily miracles in your life. The promise is clear. Put God first in your life, and your life will undoubtedly never be the same. Now, to all those within the sound of my voice. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. I want you to pray this prayer with me so that you can have all the blessings of this prayer. Let us pray to our gracious and loving God, everlasting Father, almighty God. You are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of heaven and earth. You are the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. I give you all the glory, honor, and praise. Lord, I am grateful for your faithful promises, your amazing grace, your everlasting love, and your mercies that endures forevermore. Lord, I thank you for the gift of life, and I thank you for the many blessings you have given to me. Father, I humbly approach your throne of grace acknowledging my sins, my mistakes, and my shortcomings. Forgive me of my trespasses, as I also forgive all those who have trespassed against me. Lord, forgive me for the times I've placed other things above you. For moments, I've let the pleasures of this world distract me from your eternal promises. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare that every chain of idolatry and distraction in my life is broken, and I rebuke every spirit of confusion and worldly temptation that tries to pull me away from your presence by the authority of the blood of Jesus. I claim emotional, physical, and spiritual healing over every part of my being. I declare, in the name of Jesus, that the same power that resurrected Christ from the dead flows through my veins, revitalizing and renewing my spirit, mind, and body. Merciful Father, I pray for divine protection over my life and the life of my loved ones. Lord, I ask that you command your mighty angels to stand guard around us, shielding us from all harm or evil. Father, you are our provider, and I ask for your abundant blessings to overflow in our lives. May you guide our paths and draw us closer to you. 
Lord, help us to prioritize you above all things and experience the fullness of joy that only you can give. Father, as I say this prayer, together with everyone listening, I thank you for each heart that is humbled before you right now. For those who are feeling lost, may you be their saving grace and guiding light. For those who are burdened, may your Holy Spirit be their comforter and grant them peace. For those struggling with their priorities, may you grant them the conviction to put you first and the discernment to choose what truly matters. And for those in need of your touch, may you bring them healing, vitality, and restoration. Heavenly Father, we come into agreement as a faith-filled community, and we thank you for the rewards and benefits you have promised us in your word. We ask for the strength and wisdom to always seek your kingdom first, to reorder our priorities, and to embrace the joy and transformation that comes from your divine guidance. Lord, I thank you for hearing and answering my prayer. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray, Amen. If you were blessed by this message, type the word Amen in the comment section below. I declare that all the blessings of this prayer are now upon you in the name of Jesus. You can help us to reach more persons and spread the gospel. You can do this by sharing the video with a friend or family member who you know needs the blessing of this prayer. And by clicking...
another year, and we are in January 1st of 2024, and I am thankful unto him, and I appreciate him. I love him today. I am grateful that he allowed me to see another year, another January the 1st, and so I'm thankful unto God because he didn't have to let this be. I look back at some things, and I look back, and I got to see that in the Bible, uh, for the Hebrew times, you know, the Jewish national history shows that Nisan, N-I-S-A-N, one, is the biblical New Year day. And the start of the month of Exodus um, from Egypt and the beginning of Jewish national history, it is also the first month used for counting the festival of the Hebrew calendar and for reckoning the years of rain of the kings of Israel. We celebrate January 1st of each new year, our beginning of the year. Many say they are making changes to their lives by saying a new year resolution. But for me, I don't make resolutions. I make commitments unto God. And what I want to commit to, and, and this morning, if you feel led to share your commitment, uh, what you are committing unto God for the year of 2024, please feel free to press that number one. Come in and share with us. What's your commitment to God this year? I'll start it first, and then we want to talk about some other things. But my commitment this year was to stand still and make sure I'm led by God in all things. Don't move too fast. Because if we have patience to wait on him, he fights battles, he delivers, he uh, pays bills, he heals things that are wrong with us, sickness, disease, all manner of sickness and disease. It's him that heals. But we need just a tad bit of faith and patience to wait on him. So standing still is my first commitment. The next commitment is I want to increase in my faith and trust in God. Yeah, I want to believe him more and trust him more in the year of 2024. I also want to study my Bible more. I want to go back, which I've started uh, 
I think it was last Saturday, I started to go back and take a look at Genesis and coming on into Exodus and into Numbers and, you know, looking at the, the, all of these things that God has done for man. You know, he wiped him out, brought him back, said he would never do that again. When we see a rainbow, it's to remind us that God will never wipe us all out. He won't mix uh, anything with anything to wipe man out. He will judge us according to us, each individual, which is a blessing unto us that we don't get caught up with the evil. He's not destroying the evil and the good but only the evil. Uh, the next thing is I want to pray more because there's more to pray for. And so in this new year of 2024, committing to pray more, uh, turning off things that don't or won't grow me in the things of God. If it's television, if it's music, a movie, uh, 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 whatever it may be, I want to turn it off and not turn it back on. Because I want to seek the things of Almighty God and see what he have in store for me. Went to bed early last night. <clears throat> Didn't go to watch night meeting. I went to bed. But it woke me up at 12. Isn't that a blessing? Woke me up. I got up, woke up at 12. Yeah, because it was time to pray. Time to thank him. But it's 2024. He blessed me to come into. So those are my commitments. <coughs> Excuse me. And if you would like to share your commitments this morning, please feel free to come in, press that number one, and share your commitments for this year. And so what I wanted to uh, talk about in this new year, I wanted to look at Philippians uh, chapter four, and our main verse is going to be 19. And this is what verse 19 says, and we're going back to the beginning. But it says, but my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But my God, now who is your God? If your God is Jehovah that have all power, the God that so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, then you're believing and trusting him to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory, by son Christ Jesus. Well, we know that the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. Everything, including that devil, belongs to God. Nothing have dominion over him. Nothing has more power than Almighty God. So this morning, we want to remember this going through 2024. And let me tell you, the test will come to show you what you got. If you're standing still knowing that he's God, if you're walking by faith and not by sight, if you're remembering that he will supply your need according to his riches and glory by son Christ Jesus, all these things will come to the test for you. So what we got to do is stand on the word of God and after standing, continue to stand because his word is more powerful than any two-edged sword. Yeah, what he set out for his word to do, that's what it's going to do. It won't return to him empty. It won't return to him void. So this morning, we want to remember these things. So looking at 
Philippians chapter 4 and looking at verse 1. It says, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. And that's what I'm saying to you this morning. Stand fast in God. Stand fast in Jesus. Don't let nothing shake you. Don't let nothing move you. Don't let nothing separate you. Whatever come, pray. Get your prayer life and pray now. And whatever come your way in 2024, you already prayed up. You're just going to begin to pray some more because you're turning it loose and allowing God to have it. Because we hold on to things too long because this is what we want. I can't let it go. I got to keep asking God for it. Well, I want us to remember he hear us the first time. His ears are not deaf and his arms are not too short to reach down to fix whatever we need fixed, whatever we need repaired. Well, well he, he fixed things. He don't just repair because if you repair the tariff again, but he fixes things. He can turn things around. If we love him and he called us, it will work together for our good. We just have to wait on God. We just have to be still and know that he's God. And he won't let anything, no calamity come nigh our dwelling. Yeah. The things that come are trials and our trials only come to make us strong. It's not punishment. You may have heard me say this many times. It's a test to test us so that we can become stronger because many things are coming our way in this life. We got to remember the enemy come but to kill, steal, and destroy. He don't like us. He's coming against us because we switched. We, we let him go and took on a heavenly father. We let him go and took on the true and living God that have all power. We found out in taking on this God, he gave us a heart of love. He gave us love in our heart for others. Yeah, he gave us the heart and mind to treat others right, not to mistreat nobody. We can get angry, but we can't sin. He said, you can be angry, but sin not. Because in this life, like I said, many things are coming. And, and when if you're dealing with any type of person who has not received him as their Lord and Savior. It, it may be a family member. It may be in your house, your children, your husband, your wife, on the job, even at the church. Wherever we go, there are going to be people who has made up their minds to follow themselves and to follow the things of the world that's not of God. So we're praying. We're trusting him. We believe what his word says. We're the head and not the tail again this morning. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So in that first verse, it says, I beseech you, Erodias, and beseech Sinche, that they be of the same mind in the Lord. We want to be of the same mind with one another. If I've done you wrong, need to be able to come and tell me, hey, Barbara, I felt like uh, you did me wrong. I, I felt like you should have did this and you should have did that, you know, because we're, we're sisters or we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And I don't know if this was intentional or if you don't know that you did this, but this is 
what you did. I should be able to say from a sincere heart, I am sorry, and will you forgive me? Because just saying forgive me, I don't know if you can. But if I ask you, I'm asking you, will you forgive me? All of these things are important even in this life because we're striving for perfection to get to that other life that won't fade away, eternal life, where we'll be with God. No more crying, no more dying, no more sadness, no more sickness, no more diseases. Basically, everybody is of the same mind. Everybody basically wants the same thing. We want peace, joy, and happiness. And we don't want to do anybody any wrong. We've let this world go because of evil. And we're seeking after good, not evil. Verse 3 says, and I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labor with me in the gospel. With Clement also, and with others, my fellow laborers, whose name are in the book of life. Look at this. Our names are in the book of life. And wherever we see help is needed, we go in and we help. We be a blessing. We speak positive things. We speak the word of God, which is the truth. Whatever we're saying to our brothers and sisters in Christ, it's from our heart. Because look, these people was working. He called them true yoke fellows. He said, help those women which labor with me in the gospel. With Clement also. And with other fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. And did you know God can erase our name out that book of life? Anybody know that? They, was, they teach people once saved, always saved, but the devil is a lie. He can erase your name out that book. And if your name is not in the Lamb Book of Life, you can't go back with him. You don't belong to him. He records and he have a record of those who belong to him. Hallelujah. Verse 4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Because all things are going to work together for our good. If we have the patience to wait on God. If we'll stand still and know that he's God. If we have faith and trust in him. So we can rejoice always. I don't care what come your way. Death, I'm going to rejoice. Why? Even in the midst of a death, it's going to work together for my good. God is either going to separate some things or bring some things together. Yeah. Verse 5 says, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Yeah, let our moderation be known. Hey, look, I stand for God. Bill collectors, I don't have to hide from your phone call. When I get a letter in the mail, I don't have to cringe. I can pick up the phone and call you and just simply tell you I don't have the money. And I'm hoping to have it by Friday or I'm hoping to have it by next week or next month, whatever the date may be. That you believe in your heart you'll be able to pay that bill. Because I'm going to tell you, I stand for God. 
I, I stand for the truth. I stand for what's right. And even the scripture says, owe no man, but I owe you. And my aim is to pay you. Whatever the, whatever the case may be, we want people to know, all men to know, the Lord is at hand. And I'm serving him. I'm worshiping him. I'm believing him. I'm believing his word. I'm standing on his word. In this 2024, we got to get that. We got to get that. We don't want to cheat the government income tax time. We can't help what the government do to us, but we can't do any and everything to the government. Yeah. And see, verse 5 said, let the moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Let your general behavior be clear to all men. The Lord is near. He see everything we do, and it's being recorded. Every word we say, every deed, every action is being recorded. Now, we can hide it from man, but we cannot hide it from God. His eyes are in every place again this morning, beholding the evil and the good. Verse 6 says, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Have no cares. But in everything with prayer and praise, put your requests before God. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Hard things come. See, things are hard for man, but with God, nothing is impossible. So when we take our burdens to him and leave them there, he will work it out for our good. It will work together for our good. But if we're holding on to it, we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to work it out. That won't work. We don't have what it takes. To solve the problem. If a debt collector say uh, the bill is $300 and you don't have it, you can't solve the problem. $300 solves the problem and you don't have it. So you take it to the Lord in prayer and guess what? He know how to bring forth $300 or he know how to move and the bill collector tell you, say, you know what? You overpaid two months ago. We just discovered that. So this month, you don't owe anything. I'm sorry for the call. That gives you another month to work on paying your bill. He's got a mighty sweet way. The doctor said he couldn't do no more for you. It was out of his hand. He had did all that medical science would allow him to do. And there's nothing more he can do. Well, we're going to God. We're going to cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. Even when we get the bad news or the diagnosis, we're going to begin to give God thanksgiving. We're going to begin to thank him, and we're going to begin to praise him. And and, and then as soon as we can, get worship on in there. And the doctor may say, well, but I need you to come back in two weeks or a week. Let me check some things. And when you go back after prayer, after you done prayed, after you done praised, after you done worship, after you done made your request known unto Almighty God, He heard you and He healed your body. 
So now they run the test and the test come back negative. They can't find nothing no more. Whatever they said was there, it's no longer there. Why? God heal your body. But you got to believe. You got to stand on the promises of God. Stand on his word. And after standing, continue to stand on his word. Is going to do what he sent it out to do. He love us. And he won't leave us hanging. Now, many people, it could be friends, family, co-workers, whoever, uh, they have left us hanging before. We were depending on them, and they wasn't able to do it, or they didn't want to do it, or they lied to us. God would not leave us hanging. No, sir, and no, ma'am, he won't do it. He loves us, and he wants the best for us. But the thing of the whole thing is many times we don't want the best for ourselves because we want what's amiss. We want what's not of God. We want the things of the world. And we are in the world, but we're not of the world. This is our workstation. We're passing through. We come here to work unto God, to praise him and to obey him. And after our work is done, our labor is completed, he will cause us to come to a rest. He will call us to a rest. And then there's a great and notable day coming when we will stand before him and he will judge us. And according to the movie that we have written and produced and played and put together, when he see our movie, he will know if we're for him because he's looking for the church with our spot of rancor. And so when he see us, he see himself, and he know himself. But if he don't see himself in us, he know we're not here. And he said we belong to him if we obey him. Well, what you talking about, Barbara? He gave us 66 books. The Old Testament was written for our learning of how he did things for the saints of old. Look what he did for Abraham, took him from a foreign, from his home to a foreign country, and yet blessed him. Abraham wanted children. He mainly wanted a son. In his old age, God delivered unto him, and he told Abraham, if you can count the sand, the grains of sand of the sea, then you, that's how many relatives you're going to have that's going to be that come forth from you this boy Isaac and then he had an illegitimate child I'm calling him Ishmael because Ishmael was a promise Isaac was when we look back at Moses how he obeyed God and did what God told him to do concerning Pharaoh now God told him to speak to the rock but he struck it but yet God forgave him, and guess what? Moses didn't get to the promised land where Israel was going. But guess what? When Moses wake up, God have a spot for him just over the here. He's got a mansion. When we look back at Apostle Paul and the things he did and the things he went through, God is able, but we got to trust him. We got to put all our trust in him. Many of us, we put our trust in the job, in our home, in our cars, in our bank accounts, in family members, in friends, in coworkers, church members, 
as they call them, but we must put everything we got into God. There's no greater one you can trust. And I know many times people say, but you don't understand, Barbara. I couldn't trust my own daddy. I couldn't trust my mom. I couldn't trust this person. I couldn't trust that person. God is not like no man, no human flesh. He's a spirit. He's almighty God that have all power. And if he says something, you can bank on it. It's the truth. If he said you're the head and not the tail, if you got the patience to wait, you're going to get to see that. If you stand still and know that he is God, you'll get to see that. If he says you can do all things through Christ who strengthened him, strengthened you, you pray and ask God for what you want. Well, Lord, I want a business. I love taking care of dogs. And I want to make it a business so I can get paid. And then, Lord, in taking care of dogs, I'm taking care of animals. I'm going to bless these animals and teach them about you. And the owners of these animals, I'm going to tell them about you. God is safer. He'll make a way where you see no way. He'll open a door where you didn't even know a door was there, let alone it was closed. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. But a lot of times we get hurt or we get something going on or we can't do what we want to do or we can't have what we really want. Then we turn a deaf ear to basically anything but that. But when it's like that, that's when it's time to stretch out in God. That's when it's time to pray more. That's, t- that's when it's time to give him thanks. Praise him. Worship him. Not looking at your situation. Because that situation will bring you down. That situation will cause you to begin to doubt God. And that's not what you want to do. The things I felt I really needed and wanted, I needed to be in a safe place. I needed to be away from the city of Jacksonville. I need to be away from people bamming on my door all the time. <laughs> yeah. He moved me by it, but it came through by faith. It come through by waiting, patience. It come through by trusting him, not man, not looking at my credit score, not looking at my money. Not even looking at my job situation. But it come through faith, having trust, and the patience to wait on him. Praising him and worshiping him and doing all I could for others. God delivered on time. Well, for me, he delivered before time. I wasn't expecting it that quick. He moved so fast, I couldn't quite get it all like. I mean, he moved quickly. I didn't even know I was getting another truck. I had a good truck. Nothing was wrong with it. I just simply wanted another truck, a newer truck. He moved. I wanted to grow more in him. He took me back to the books and reminded me of what he had said. Them 66 books, he took me back. And today I speak to you from the heart 
because I want you to know God is real, and this is a sincere stand. We're standing in 2024. We're standing on the promises of God. We're standing still to know that he is God. We're standing still so that we can see his salvation. We're only trusting him, and we're walking by faith and not by sight. We don't know which way God is going to take us, but the ending of it is going to be beautiful. It's going to be more than we need, more than we expected. Then after he says this in verse 7, he says, And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. See, because guess what? You trust in God. And you're depending on him. You, 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 you're looking to him. You're keeping your mind on him. You don't pray the prayer of faith. You're obeying his word. He's bringing that peace to you. You don't even understand it. He's going to keep your heart in mind. You, you, you yet going to have power, love, and a sound mind. You're not going to be squirrely bird. But Bible, what is squirrely bird? You're not going to be out here crazy. You're not going to be out here with an unsound mind. You won't be doing things that's not pleasing and acceptable unto God. Now, the world can, can handle that. But God, he done said what he said, and he's done what he's done. He so loved us, he sent his only begotten son. He said, whoever would believe in him, own him, won't perish, but have everlasting life. So we with him. So this peace, he going to give us peace. Do you know what it is to have peace? When, when I was in the world, I really didn't have peace. My mind was twirling all the time in the wrong direction. I'm always thinking of trying to think of a way to get some money. I'm always thinking of a come up. I'm always thinking of a hookup. Who can I hook up with that's going to bring me up more? But when I came to Jesus just as I was, I was weary, wounded, and sad. But I found in him a resting place. He gave me peace. So today, when I recline on that couch, I'm gone. Y'all can forget it. I'm resting and resting well. My whole body line up with what I'm doing, sleeping. When I wake up in the morning, I'm smaller than I was before I went to bed last night. I know somebody won't understand it, but it's the truth. During the day, my feet swell, but when I wake up in the morning, they're gone down. Why? Peace. I have peace that passes all understanding. And it keeps my heart and it keeps my mind. Through his son, Jesus Christ, whom I believe on, believe in, whom I yet trust, whom I yet believe he and the Father are one. Hallelujah. Verse 8 said, finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true. Listen to this good now. 2024, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. I don't need to think on bills, how I can't pay something. 
I don't need to be caught up in my mind all day long what I can't do, what I don't have, what I want. No, I don't want to get caught up in that. The truth of the matter is Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I need to get caught up into that. Study, Barbara, to show thyself approval or work but need not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. I need to be caught up into that. I need to be caught up into honest things. Tell you the truth. When people ask me something, tell them the truth. The bill collector called, tell them the truth. If I can't pay the bill right now. But God is a supplier. Whatsoever things are lovely. I want to think on lovely things. I I, want to think on this when I go back with him. I want to think on children, how I can teach children to come to Jesus. That's lovely. I want to look back and see what he did for me before he got to Catholic. Hallelujah. Verse 9 says, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. They done taught us. They done taught us to love the Lord that God with all that heart, with all that mind, with all that soul. You love, it, love him with your body and everything. They done taught us that God is love. And we should show love to others. We've been taught that the word was inspired by God. He inspired man to write it so that we could learn it and live it daily. Those things which we have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. Somebody went to church and the preacher taught them. Somebody went to a revival and the, and, the, and the revival preacher taught him. Somebody got in the word and heard what Apostle Paul said. Somebody got in there and saw the account of Luke. Somebody saw what Matthew the tax collector said. Somebody saw what Mark was putting down. And then they came on over and checked John out. They went on to Romans and Acts and all of these books to see. And they learned and they heard and they received and they could see it was of a truth. And a God of peace is with us because we've been taught. The word of God alone without the preacher can teach you if you open up to God and pray the prayer of faith, believing God is going to teach you his word because he said he wouldn't have us ignorant. He wants us to know the truth and be able to break the truth down for others. I, I've shared this before. I, I worked in a place called um, Fairbanks, Alaska, and I worked for a company that was called Fairbanks Native Association. And I worked at the runaway shelter for children in my ending time there. And there was a pastor there. His name was uh, Pastor Blackburns. And I think his, I, I forgot the Corinthians, I think was the name of his church, Corinthians Baptist Church, huge church there. And we had a big meeting coming to the ending of the shelter. They was laying everybody off. I had already prepared to come back to Florida because I wanted out of there. And I talked to the Lord about it. And this was the way he did it. 
shut it down so I could go. Hallelujah, Jesus. So at the meeting, we go to the meeting, and when we get down there, Pastor Blackburn is there. I remember this man uh, for being at the University of Alaska. I was invited up to talk about why I believe in Jesus, why, you know, I believe in God, and why I believe Jesus is the Son of God. So Pastor Blackburn was there. I said a few words, but what I said, God had me to say it, but they didn't understand. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Blackburn, he used him to break it down. Let me tell you, they almost had to tie me down in the chair as Pastor Blackburn was explaining that thing according to the scripture. Yeah. So what happens is this. The word of God is so important. And our lives, once we get saved and he fills us with his spirit, our lives should be hid in him. I shouldn't be operating according to the flesh, but I should be operating in my daily life according to the spirit. There are going to be some hard days, I can't lie to you. But you can do all things through Christ who strengthened you. You can come overcome evil with good. Another thing, you don't want to think more of yourself than you ought to. God will exalt you in due time. Don't think uh, because you you got two pennies over the rent money or over the house note money that you something important. Don't think because the, 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 the name you got behind your name, your position in life, you all of that. Don't think like that. Let God know you're all of that. You're first and foremost. Without you, I can do nothing. And Lord, I need you. And what I have, you allowed me to get it. If you had not allowed me to have this position, I wouldn't have it. So I want to thank on all these things. True, honest, lovely, just, pure. Whatever, give a good report, virtue, and I want to praise you and thank you and worship you in all things. And you done taught us some things. I want to hold on to your teachings. What I heard and received, what I learned and received, and what you see in it now. Whoever taught me, I want to give homage to them as well. God, I thank you for the preacher. Thank you for the teacher. I thank you for those you inspired to write your word. And I thank you for giving me wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word and teaching me how to apply it to my everyday life. Yeah. You're going to be blessed. Verse 10 says, but I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me has flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye liked opportunity. See, sometimes we can do all of this stuff. But we still lacking some things. Yeah, over, over in this new Bible, uh, you know, my favorite Bible over here, I go to it and look at it sometime too. It's the basic English Bible, and it says this, but I'm very glad in the Lord that you care for me has come to life again. Though you did, in fact, take thought for me, 
but you were not able to give effect to it. See, because sometimes we got to tell you the truth and you're not going to like what we tell you. So you shy away from us and you go to the preacher who's going to say what you want them to say. You're going to hear what you want to hear, which is a lie. It's not the truth. We told you the truth, but that's not where you want to be. You want, you got itchy ears, in other words, and you want to hear what tickle your ears. But the truth is what we all need. Because if we rely on the truth, it's going to set us free. And we are set free by the Son of God because whom the Son set free, we are free indeed. If I tell you the truth, I can remember what I told you and it won't be a lie. Every time you ask me about it, I tell you the same thing. Why? It's the truth. I didn't lie. Hallelujah. 11 says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Look, Y'all didn't take thought for me in the right way. You you thought of me, but you had you were still in some kind of way because I told you the truth. You you, you didn't want to just stay with me because I'm giving you the truth. You wanted to branch out a little bit and see what this one was offering and what that one was offering. And they were telling you lies and stuff that were going to draw you away from God. Not draw to, but away. And he said, now, I, I, I don't speak in respect of want. I, I, I don't have to have you doing this now because the truth is all right by itself. The truth won't stand on its own. So whether you uh, love me or appreciate me or respect me, it don't matter. For I have learned. And whatever, whatsoever state I'm in, therewith to be content. Listen, on that job, the supervisor acting a donkey, don't worry about that. Don't worry about him coming patting you on the back. Good job. You got to learn whatsoever state you're in, therewith to be content. In your home, in your marriage, things are not, not always going to be accommodating to you and you're not going to always feel comfortable and you're not always going to be happy. But learn whatsoever state you're in, be content. Because we got the God who rule and reign over everything and everybody. He made the heavens and the earth. He made us for his pleasure. His word says, come unto me, all that are burdened and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. He's able to do it. He told us how to get this peace up here. So however people clowning with you, have peace. Go on and praise God and tell him thank you. Somebody can't endure that. Somebody's not here to endure it. They gone on. But he allowed you to be here. He allowed you a little bit longer to get right with him, a little bit longer to get it right with him. Hallelujah. We thank him this morning. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So look, we're going on to verse 12. I know both how to abase and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound 
and to suffer needs. We got to know, no matter what come our way, we are in a good place. For greater is he that lives within us than he that is in the world. It don't matter what come your way. We have a risen Savior. We have the true and living God that have all power. We can do all things through him that strengthen us. So some days you 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 go have a good feeling, and some days you may not have a good feeling, but know this, God is yet God, and he's yet on your side. He said if he be for you, he's more than the whole world against you. So there's no need for us to kick up a dust, kick up a ruckus. Stay humble and loving. Look what he said in, in, in this living Bible. It is the same to me if I am lo- looked down on or honored. Everywhere and in all things, I have the secret of how to be full and how to go without food, how to have wealth and how to be in need. That's me. I get a chunk of money. I I, I know how to handle that. I'm good. If I don't have a dime in my pocket, I know how to handle that too. If I got food on the table, I know how to eat good. If I don't have no food, it's okay. Fasting time. I'm going to stand on the word of God and he see my need and he supplied. So he's going to make sure I get some food. He's going to make sure I have money to pay the things I need to pay. I just paid blog talk, made sure I had. Ah, huh? I didn't see no way he made a way. This, that, and the other come. I'm telling you, he showed me. Let it go. Stop trying to hold on to it. You can't fix it. You can't change it. What you're holding on to it for? I need you to go over there and see about somebody. I need you to call somebody. I'm telling you, I went through. But he was there all the time. Speaking to me, I'm talking to him. He's showing me things. I'm telling him things. And he brought me out. And he continues to bring me out. I love him this morning. And I know he loved me. And I know all things are going to work together for my good. Because I love him. Not only did he call me, but he chose me. Oh, I'm grateful to him this morning. So look, at verse 13, it says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Are you getting your strength from Christ? Are you getting your strength from Jesus? Where are you getting your strength from? Is it coming out of a book? Is it coming off of what they say? Is, is it what the job says? Where are you getting your strength from? If you're getting it out of them 66 books, you 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 good to go. But I have to go to him. And ask him to strengthen me. Lord, I know that you're going to give me more patience. So I need you to strengthen me as the trial for patience comes. Because it's coming. It's going to try me. Lord, I need you to strengthen me as as the trial comes for more love. How to love more. Even how to pray more. Even how to study your word more. I'm going to tell you something. I wanted to study uh, had to be last Thursday. Could have been Friday. 
And I had my stuff all set up and uh, my, my pad and my pen and, and everything. And I like to study at the King James uh, Version of the Bible online because it's got the big letters. I couldn't get to it. I was on my knees in my bedroom. No, I was in the chair, in the chair with the Bible on the bed looking. I began to read, and I got so sleepy, I could not believe it. And the enemy comes and say, you know, you've been up since 3 o'clock. That's why you're so sleepy. You need to lay down. Lay down? It's time to study. So I went back to the study. I prayed, and I went back to the study. And I got some good information. And then I said, okay, I've studied enough. Went to sit in the chair and watch a movie. Guess what? Never did feel sleepy. And when I did, I just knocked out in the chair and went on. But all these kind of things will come about to stop you from reaching your spiritual goals. We have spiritual goals to reach in this life. Because God is not through with us yet. I love that boy, Apostle Paul. I love him. Not that I don't love the rest, but Paul taught me a whole bunch. And one thing that often comes in my mind is he said this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. He said he was going to show me a mystery. That we all would be changed in the twinkling of an eye. This Barbara here will be gone and there will be a new Barbara. Because God will pull off this flesh and all of this and let his spirit live that he put in me. When I stand before him, hallelujah, I can hear him say, well done. I've repented, I constantly repent. When I find myself in error, I go to him. If I know I did you wrong, I mean, I really know I did you wrong. He it wasn't no moving on him or wasn't nothing spiritual. It was Barbara. I got to go to the person and repent. Because that's what he said to do. Now, once you get it right with them, Barbara, then come on back to me. But if you're not going to get it right with them, there's no point in coming to me. Because your heart is still full of wrong. Get it out your heart. Repent to them. Come on back to me. Repent to me. I'm going to forgive you. And life goes on. Yeah? 15 says, well, 14 says, Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. And you have knowledge, Philippians, that when the good news first came to you, when I went away from Macedonia, no church took part with me in the business of giving to the saints, but you only. Yeah. But even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. You looked out for me. I needed it. Mm-hmm. 17 says, not because I desire gifts. But I desire fruit 
that may abound to your account. That's another thing when you give. God can't help but bless you back. When you stand before him, he saw what you gave. A lot of times we want everything accounted right here in this life. God does not always account things right here. Some things will be when we see him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 18 says, but I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Ephraim, the thing which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Not to me, but to God. Whatever you give, make sure it's given as unto God. Because we can't just take stuff, too. I remember Shante was so happy one time we was in that same place, Fairbank. Matter of fact, we was working for that same place. She had the morning shift. I had the evening shift, but she switched shifts with me and gave me the morning, and she took the evening. And we were so happy. We worked 24 hours. The city had a big fire, and it, it was just burning and smoke everywhere. And you couldn't have breathe, and it burning your eyes, but we stayed at the shelter so that when children come in, we could be there. And she got paid. I sent her to put my paycheck in the bank. I think she put hers. I was like, if you don't go and straighten that out and get that money out of my account, mama, I said, no, go get it and put it back. Straighten that out. Don't do that. Because although she my baby, I had to make sure I wasn't using my child. She'll forgive her, yes. But make sure you're not taking advantage of nobody. Here, when you hear me ask for money, <clears throat> it's serious. It may not sound like I am, but I'm serious. And I'm not asking so that I can take your money and go shopping or do what I want to do with your money. No. There's a dire need. And the people are in dire straits. I don't have it all. And the Lord said to ask. And when he said, ask, and I ask, oh, it flows. And I have all I need to help a, a family or, or someone or whoever it is. Another ministry, maybe. Yeah. But it has to be the move of God. It can't be the move of Barbara. And my God will give you all you need from the wealth of his glory in Christ Jesus. That's 19. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I know y'all heard me pray that. I know y'all heard me say that. This is where I get it from, Philippians 4 and 19. Verse 20 says, Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Right there, I need a praise on it. Right there, I need to praise it. Why? He's going to supply my need according to his riches and glory uh, by his son, Christ Jesus. Oh, I got to praise you for, for the blessing, for the supplying of my need. Because I need every day. And he supplies. 
Hallelujah. I have not because I ask not. And when I need something, I go to him. And if I go to a person, that's because he said go to ask so-and-so. If you don't speak it, I don't fool with people. Because I learned, like Apostle Paul said, I learned. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. 20 says again, now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. 21 says, salute every saint in Christ Jesus, the brethren which are with me meet you. All the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. 23 says, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. To the Philippians from Rome, by a patriot, y'all know I don't know how to pronounce their names, because huh? I put them in our way, and that's not the way it's pronounced here, American syllables and all of that. But I thank God for his word this morning, and I'm good. I thank God this is a pressing way. I thank God that without him, we can do nothing. Because the least little bit of power that he give us, we take the advantage of it and use it in the wrong way. But I know it's to be used to be a blessing to others as I'm humble. Yeah, humble. Then it can be a blessing. I can be a blessing unto others. Many times people call me, well, Sister Barbara, this and that, God will give me what to say. And sometimes they, you told me this and this and this and this happened. But I have to remain humble because I know it wasn't me, but it was him that used me. Huh? Oh, that's all right this morning. We thank God for life, health, and strength. Hallelujah. We thank God that we can come to him for any and everything. Nothing is too small and nothing is too big. Oh, I feel like doing a dance just off that right there alone. Amen goes right there this morning. Yeah. I don't care how small it appears. I've heard people say, oh, you didn't have to go to God for that. You could just, no, I had to go to him for that. Yeah. Because what he gives and adds no sorrow. And if he trained me or showed me how to get it done, then I can use it to help somebody else. Somebody else is going to need that same thing. I just, he just blessed me with. And that's what it's all about. But you know, people hide stuff. Girl, who did your help? Oh, this lady. They don't want to tell you where she at. Not remembering, I don't want the same habit you got. Yeah. Well, where'd you get oh child out? Some store. Some store. We know you got them out of a store. Which store? Because I'm not going for those shoes. I'm going for some shoes that I really like for me. Them won't look good on my feet. <laughs> you see? But we want to love one another, share with one another, be cheerful, give us to one another. Yeah. I support inspiration ministry. I want to make sure the gospel is being spreaded in places where I can't spread. Now, people from all over the world come here, many through the archives or the podcast, but guess what? That's after. They're not here fresh in the morning. 
So inspiration ministry go to many countries. And so I give to them monthly to keep the gospel spread. Yeah, they got a thing on there now that says that I think it charged them $3 or something. Would you like to give that $3? I, I had been saying no, but I'm going to start saying, yeah, go ahead and take the $3 so that you get the complete amount that I'm giving. Because I don't donate. Because when you donate, something is expected back. He loves a cheerful giver, not a cheerful donator. So I give expecting nothing back. Oh, but he loves a cheerful giver. So if he loves you, he's going to bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful unto him this morning. I appreciate him. And without him, I can do absolute nothing. Yeah, I mean nothing. Oh, Raven Spirit. Oh, she left the conversation, Snowman. Good morning to you. God bless you, Snowman James and Raven Spirit this morning. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, we're grateful unto the Lord. For he is good. For he is good. For he is worthy. Worthy, yeah, he, he is good. Hallelujah, he is good. Yeah, I love him. Oh, give thanks. I can hear that unto the Lord, for he is good, huh? For he is good. Yeah, I can hear that this morning because he's faithful, and that's what I love him for, too. I love his faithfulness. I can count on him. I can depend on him. I cannot do something, but he's going to do what he does. I may have to take some days off. He takes no days off. Hallelujah. He don't slumber nor sleep. He watches over us 24-7. <laughs> Ooh, seven days a week. 30 to 31 days a month. Two hundred and 365 days a year. He don't slumber and sleep. He don't take off. And look at, oh, look at the whole world needing. And he's able to supply to the whole world what a God we serve. But we got to want him. Want him enough to let our life be hid in him. Want him enough to study his word so that we can apply his inspired written word to our everyday life. When something come up, the word should come up. So you can judge your actions by the word of God. Sometimes you'll get angry. I've seen it. Been there too. Should I go over there? The word said, no. Vengeance is mine. Did I go? No. Why? The word judged it. The word fixed it. God was going to avenge whatever it was. I have to let it, I had to let it go. Yeah. And some things make you angry, angry. Yeah. But you have to learn to let it go. Vengeance is mine. They made you angry. They did you wrong. Don't worry about that. Let it go. Sometimes I, I went to the scripture. Prayed the prayer of faith and just went to the scripture. And the scripture wasn't even about being angry. It was about something else. 
And the Lord blessed me just off that. So I'm thankful this morning unto him. Listen, we are going to some requests this morning. And uh, while we are going to these requests of songs, I'd like for you to come in and share with us what your New Year's commitment is. Share with us. Somebody might need to hear it. Somebody may need to do it, and they haven't thought of it. But when you come in and begin to share, they say, yeah, that's what I need to do. And they begin to pray that they can complete that commitment until December the 31st of 2024. Hallelujah. Somebody tell God, thank you. 2024, we made it. God blessed us to be here. Woof. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I'm going to this one, and when we come back, the studio is open. And if anyone has something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in. You can dial 619-639-4609. Again, that's 619-639-4609. And press that number one and share your commitment with us today. Let's go to this one, Bishop Roberson. <laughs> Power Lord.
encouraging you all day long. Jesus in the Morning Radio with Barbara. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Power, power, Lord. We need your power. God send your power, hallelujah, so we can live right. We can talk right. We can get right. Yeah, we need the power of God. Hallelujah. To fix our hearts and regulate our minds today in the name of Jesus. We're grateful unto him. All right, 907, I see you. I'm coming at you right now. Good morning. God bless you. How are you? I am blessed. God bless you. And Happy New Year, everybody. Um, I thank God always for the opportunity to call into the show and just... uh, share the goodness of God, and to tell God always that I love him, I appreciate him, I'm grateful unto him, and I was just now walking, and I said, you know what, this is a year of mercy and grace, and I know that the Lord is faithful beyond measure, beyond anything we could ever think of, and I really do appreciate him, no matter my faults, no matter my sins, God still loves me, and he always wakes me up in the morning and starts me on my way with a fresh day, a brand new start, and I want to make good use of it. I want to capitalize on it. I want to live my life to please him and to continue to make him smile. And so I was sitting here telling him how grateful I am to know him and to be able to have fellowship. He never turns me away. And where can we say that we can get that from anybody? Because people get tired of us. They grow weary because they have their own stuff that they have to tend to and worry about and other people they're trying to bless. And so sometimes I know that the men and women of God and even our brothers and sisters in Christ are not always available for us to pray with us or pray for us or to even give us words of encouragement. But God always is there for us, no matter the hour, the day, the time of year. If it's in or out of season, he's always there. And I was telling the Lord that I just want to Look at 2024 through a different lens. I definitely, one thing, and I shared this with you all before, um, I do have a tendency to complain a lot. And I want to curb that. I want to stop complaining. And I I remember, and this is, you know, the Bible says, you know, uh, flesh and blood didn't reveal that. Um, you know, flesh, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to me. And one day I was complaining, and it's like a still, soft voice. And I, I could hear it saying, are you complaining because you are in your right mind? Are you complaining because you have use and activities of all your limbs? Are you complaining because you're not homeless? Are you complaining because, you know, you work every day? Are you complaining because you have your good health, life, and strength about you? And when when I heard that, instantly stopped me in my tracks, and I said, Lord, I said, I need to be more grateful for the things that you've done for me, and I need to show gratitude and thanks. And one way, I know I could never pay God back for sacrificing his son Jesus for my life, because I'm I'm nothing, but God yet did that. And so when I was complaining and I felt like the Lord was speaking to me about that, I said to myself, I said, you better tighten up, buttercup, <laughs> and stop all that complaining, because I do believe more it comes before destruction. So that's one of the things that I want to be more committed to this year is to have that complaining spirit just dry up like a well with no water, just dry up. I want to stop it. I want to actively stop complaining because there's no need for it. There's no need. As good as God is, I almost feel like, no, I don't almost feel like, I feel like it's me slapping him in his face when I complain. And so I want to stop that. And then I also, too, just want to continue to grow closer to him. And I want to continue to encourage everybody else around me 
in the Lord. So that's labor and work in itself. And so if I'm doing that, how in the world do I have room to complain? So that that's, I think, one thing that impacts the quality of my life is, is the complaining. So I, I just want to commit to the Lord that I'm going to focus on that. And instead of complaining, I want to replace it with a praise. That's the way is to replace it with a praise. So instead of saying, oh, I'm so tired, I I should be saying, God, I thank you that I'm able to work and I'm able to move around and clean things up or whatever, whatever the complaint is, just combat that negative with a positive and give it unto the Lord as thanks. And I, I believe that will uh, change my situation because there's power of death and life in the tongue. And so I want to be very careful what I say, what I speak, how I think about things. And so just look at it from a different perspective. So that that's what I'm committed to doing this year. And I ask God to strengthen me. I just pray that you guys would um, continue to pray for me and I'll do the same for you. We thank God for a new year. 2024 is here. It's fresh. It's new. This is a day, like you said, Mama, that we've never seen before. So I just want to live in it to the fullest and uh, give God praise throughout the day and tell him thank you without complaining. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Because that's what we need to do. Yeah. I, uh, I'm i talking to the Lord about some things myself, but I don't think I'm really uh, doing complaining. I think I'm speaking out, out about some things, not necessarily complaining. Because to me, complaining would come, it would be deep. You know, I would, I would feel it and the Lord would tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, 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 wait a minute, you you, you're grumbling, you're complaining too much because that's that's not what I want to do. And then he knows that I want to be quick to hear and slow to speak. And sometimes uh, I'm not that way because things are coming out of my mouth. So I'm working on all of that as part of that commitment this year. Yeah, just to let God be more. And uh, not only that, but obey his word daily. Yeah. And uh, it's already all right in Jesus' name. So, look, still the studio is open. If there's anyone else have something they would like to say, again, please feel free to press that number one and tell us about uh, your New Year commitment. Because I don't believe in resolutions. Resolutions? You ain't resolved nothing yet. So, commit to God. And that way, he can bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right, one more request. When we come back, if no one have anything they would like to say, I will pray us out. And we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. God bless you. God bless you. I love this song, too. I know this is a big city, but I want you to clap your hands like it's a young Carolina.
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. John P. Keith. <laughs> Jesus will welcome us home. Oh, I love that right there. I remember that back in the day when he first put it out. Yeah, I used to j- jump and rock and shout for that number right there. But we thank God this morning for every caller and for every listener, those that come through the archives, those that come to the podcast. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. Our brothers and sisters overseas, God bless you this morning. Thank God for each and every one of you. And uh, I see uh, quite a few from Africa and uh, different places. And so I'm so thankful that you tune in, and I'm grateful unto the Lord for you. So look, no one else have anything else to say. You do, Shante? Okay, maybe she just listening. Mm-hmm. All right. You through? You through? Oh yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. No problem. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pray us out, and we pray the Lord bring us back again tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Hallelujah. Y'all bring some testimonies. Y'all invite a guest to come with you. Yeah. Hey, come with me to tune in to listen to uh, Jesus in the Morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice. I like it. God move whatever he's done for you here. Share with somebody and invite them to come and take a listen. All right, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for all that has been said and done. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. For your word is yet a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, the word is settled in heaven. And we thank you this morning. And we ask that, Father, you would sanctify us through your truth, for your word is true. Do it for us today in the name of Jesus. Bless every member here, every family member, every friend near and far. God, those coming through the archives and the podcast, bless today as only you can do in the name of Jesus. We know that the earth is yours, the fullness thereof. Father, the world and they that dwell therein. And Lord, there's nothing too hard for you to do. With you, all things are possible. And we're leaning and depending on the possible God who can make ways out of no ways, who can open doors, who can shut doors. The God that's on our side, Jehovah, this morning. And Father, you be for us today so you're more than the whole world against us. Bless every family member, Father. Moved by your spirit for every caller, every listener this morning. God, those that got up and decided to come and take a listen, and they want to apply your word to their everyday life. Teach us, Lord. Teach us your ways, and teach us how to apply your word to our everyday life. Stir up the gifts in us, God. Lord, we ask that you would give us a thirst and a hunger for your word. Give us a thirst and a hunger to study your word. Give us a hunger and a thirst to pray more unto you in the name of Jesus. Father, as we depart this morning, we ask that you would bless our going out. Father, bless our coming in. Continue to meet the need in our lives according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. Move today. Bless veterans everywhere, O God. Lord, bless widows and bereaved families and accessory prayer people everywhere, Israel and Jerusalem. Preachers preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you and love for your people. 
Father, bless our brothers and sisters overseas, everywhere. Strengthen them in you, O God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning. Continue to bless the leadership of America. And Father, we ask that you would help us and forgive us as Americans. That God, we've been disobedient. We've done things we shouldn't have done. Forgive us this morning in the name of Jesus. And Lord, bless Sherry today. Lord, I know she went through this holiday season. But God, we know that you're able to strengthen her and bring her out. In Jesus' name, we asking it all this morning. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you this day, January the 1st, 2024. Happy New Year. Happy New Year in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye and again, have a blessed day. And we're, we're going to our last song of the morning. And uh, after this song, we won't be coming back today. And let's see. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we have here. All right, let's go to this one. It's a little kick me Look, Derm, I don't have an old church here, and, and I don't have a tambourine even. I, I don't have an old building, so I had to bring it along with me. Jake, start rolling now. I'll have my medicine now.
That's right. Mr. Clarence, I'm going to take them back. Watch this, Mr. Clarence. Yeah. 